0: Welcome to the Hope Hotline. It is Friday, and uh, it's a great day. It's a great day for me because I actually have family in town. Super excited. After I'm done here, I get to go and see my brother and my sister who came into town to spend the weekend with my mother. So my mother has all four of her kids with her. What a special time because uh-huh. I'm just telling you, as a mother, like when your kids grow up and they leave, yeah. and to have them all, like, together. I would think would be super special. I don't know. But for this, I'm super, I'm super excited. I get to go and be with family. So hopefully you have a really great weekend planned for yourself and some fun things that you're going to do. The River is having their fire conference. So if you don't have anything to do, I say I head up to Tampa. Like Tracy's wa- the walking dead right now because Tracy went to Tampa last night. Sure.
1: <clears throat> Tracy, what time did you get in? uh three well two forty. went to bed at three o'clock what time did you leave last night um what time did I get up there no 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 oh what time did you leave from there oh to get home well I had to drop people off I played uber last night so oh, <laughs> um but yeah I think I, I don't know I was like
0: Vanessa said she didn't get home until two
1: yeah Yeah, I had to play Uber for forty minutes. So yeah, that's fine. (laughs) That's fine.
0: (laughs) I've been home many and many a night at Mm -hmm. two o'clock in the morning on the river. But the thing is, is like when you're there, yeah, it goes by so fast. It really does. I'm not saying every time, but for the most part, yeah. Oh yeah, every time, yeah, it goes by so fast Mm -hmm. because the Holy Spirit is so
1: yeah. Like, we were done at like 1130 and then all of a sudden they started singing another song and it like I saw they that. were like riffing. <laughs> it I, I was like, watching. Yeah,
0: I came home from Tom's podcast yeah. and Tom and I put it on because yeah. we, we usually watch, we leave the house with the river on and we come home to the river. <clears throat> and I was like, one more time singing. <laughs> and I'm like, are you going to sing every county and every city in yes. the state of Florida and across the USA? Literally. Oh my word.
1: Literally. I know. It was... Let's put up the map
0: and yeah. just start going um,
1: that's what, through each one. That's what we were
0: doing, basically. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. So yeah, but was you had fun, and now you're tired, and you'll get yeah. a nap later.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: I have laryngitis, people, but <laughs> I'm not sick. Amazing. I'm not sick at all.
1: favor of God.
0: But in case... But sometimes I get a little tickle, and I don't mm. I don't even know why. Last night, during Tom's podcast, I all of a sudden got a tickle, and I started had to cough. And so you can't cough because people can hear you. So I put the blanket in my face oh my to cover gosh. me up Mm-mm. and I gag myself. <laughs> so now I have to leave <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I'm gagging, which I have a very quick gag reflex anyway. Yeah. I leave out of the room and all I'm all I'm doing while I'm out there is bleh,
1: and then I'm, <laughs> bleh, bleh. <laughs> yeah, it's attractive. He must have loved that. (laughs) My gosh,
0: man. I'm like, that is some ugly coughing and gagging. But yeah, so um, I feel great. I don't know why. I was telling Tracy, I think I get laryngitis. It's not uncommon for me to get laryngitis and feel fantastic. But I told her, I said, I think it's because like last week was so crazy busy. And then Tommy fighting. Right. And then this week has been, again crazy busy. Mm-hmm. I think like I'm not a stressful person by no means. I don't get stressed really. I don't even feel it. But I might tighten my vocal cords right. or something. Like right. and I don't know. But yeah. I think that may be why I have it because I feel fantastic. It's just I and I don't like the sound of I don't like listening. So if you ever get horse or laryngitis in full transparency, I hate sound of people who have laryngitis
1: see and my best friend loves it she thinks it's like really like a beautiful soul like sound and i'm like well, i don't know <laughs> it's so weird but she, she loves she, it. does she like it when she has yes. it or do, oh both. she does yes both she's like i wish i sounded like this all the time
0: oh really <laughs> i will say
1: this though listen the
0: first time i met tom yeah um it was after church on a Sunday night, and he came running out to introduce himself to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I was like, he was not a pretty picture, by no means. He wasn't, um, he was not attractive. He was a very large man. His clothing was about 10 years <laughs> out of style. Oh my gosh. His shoes were, I don't even know. They like look like elf shoes because the tip of them went up. Like they're no. supposed to be flat. And he, because he would put his toes behind, put his feet behind underneath the seat. Yeah, he would bend his toes so his to- shoes look no. like elves. No, yeah, <laughs> they did. They look like the tips of elves and not elves' shoes. And I'm oh like thinking to myself, what does this guy want? Right. <laughs> um. He wanted to introduce himself to me, and I was like, "Eesh." But then he started talking to me, and he was his th- voice was very. Um, ruffled yeah like graspy yeah. and I thought that's exactly and I was like oh he's got a he's not much to look at but he's got a great <laughs> voice like oh wow I love his voice and the next time I met him the voice was not like that at all I'm like what happened to your voice and he's like oh that's because I was singing and I, oh, I and I strained my, my voice and I'm the like one thing you okay liked. so everything stinks <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's not one thing about you oh, like that's, that's like whoo that's sad. everything was gone
1: Poor Pastor Tom.
0: <laughs> but. But then. But. I, he showed me he was funny. Yeah. When that was really the iron. only thing he had going until we started fixing him up. And I just tell you, girls that are single and guys that are single, don't rule anyone out because I'm not saying you're going to change a personality because right. you're never going to change somebody's personality. It's true. But you can change their clothes. You can change their hair. And you can change their shoes.
1: It's true.
0: And if you can change those things to kind of like what you like. <laughs> You might have hit the jackpot. It's true. Because if the personality is like spot on and Tom, like he was not attractive. But as his face and body got slimmer, his eyes got less squinty and his face got less fat, <laughs> which happens. made him super attractive. <laughs> so anything's possible. That's all I'm Anything saying. Don't rule anybody out. Anything's possible.
1: That's so sweet. <clears throat> it's so sweet.
0: Okay. Now. Super important, beloved conference. I'm going to talk about this every single time. So you might just not turn up, tune, on, tune in the first five minutes or the first 10 because we're already going into 10 minutes. You might not tune in because I'm going to talk about this. Because listen, people, this conference is super important. It's going to be great. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be great. That's all I can say to you. Great fun, great uh, time eating, making friends, creating bonds, learning to be – a new you, right? And a new you has many facets to it. And there's revelation knowledge. To the, I, I remember telling a girlfriend of mine um, one year, um, I just, I looked at myself this one year and, and, and I had been saved for a long time, but God just kept telling me things about me. And I, I remember saying to her, like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to look like this. Like every, every week, Every month, every time you see me, I'm going to look different. I'm going to look new. I'm going to be a different me because God's going to continue to perfect me and I'm going to let him keep like refining me. Everybody has something in them that God wants to bring out of them, but he wants to make new in you. And uh, we did the butterfly. Actually, the butterfly was all Tracy. And it's basically um, every one of us we all start out like, kind of like an ugly little caterpillar to a certain extent, you know. But inside of us, this is what we don't realize, um, but God does. Um, when you get into that cocoon and He is molding you and He's changing you in that molting process, isn't that what they call it—a molting process when the caterpillar is inside the cocoon? It's a molting process, correct? I don't know. Yeah, yeah believe so, it is. Okay. When you're in that. And when you finally you know, burst through that cocoon, you look completely different when you give God a chance. And so I named it A New You, and then Tracy just had this picture of a butterfly. And when she showed me the logo, I was like, that's it right there because that's what God wants to do in each and every single one of us. And I think that that weekend... It's going to bring about newness for a lot of people, new friendships, new ideas, new vision, new hope. I just think all these different things are going to come out of it for people, Um, and I think it's going to free people and it's going to give just a a newness to who they are. So, but so here's the thing: here, save the date. It's at the end of the month, August twenty fourth through the twenty sixth. Here's the t-shirt. Tracy got it for me. That's what the t-shirt looks like. It is super uh, soft. It's very pretty. I love it. I actually am not a white person. I'm more of a color person. So when they did that gray, when they when they got me that color to choose from, and they put those pretty, um, like, butterfly colors to it, vibrant colors, I loved it. So you will love it. If you attend here, then they're in the back every Sunday. You can go pick it up, touch it. Uh, size it up for yourself, and then register um, for the conference. So, if you're looking at your computer right now, if you're looking at us on your computer, if you take your phone and you hit that part, that little QR code that says "Scan Me," you can. It'll go and take you straight to the website, which is thefoundationchurchfl.com. So, if you don't have your, if you're not watching. Um, by way of a computer, then you're going to go to the website, foundationchurchfl.com. You're going to click events, and then you're going to, need to go to the Beloved um, Conference. And there you're going to register and sign up. You can also um, order your T-shirt there as well, um, because we're trying to get that done in advance. We're, as you know, we're still in the Biden economy, and Biden is making it difficult for us to even get T-shirts like you go to Home Depot, you can't anything. I tried, I'm, I need to buy a desk for my office, and the desk that I want, I can't get the other half of. And they basically said, We don't know when you're going to get the other half. So we're giving you your money back. And now I have to go and buy a new desk because they can't get the parts, is what they said. It's
1: nuts. <laughs> it nuts.
0: People, think, people think because life has somewhat gone back to normal that it's over, it ain't over. It's 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 just we're in a lull to kind of make people go back to sleep and not realize that things are still going on, and uh, don't be lulled to sleep. That's all I'm going to say. <clears throat> yep. Now, um, back, one more thing about the beloved conference. I'm going to tell you, um, one of the things, one of the door prizes that we're going to be giving to um people is every night, every night, and this is something I told to Heather, pretty much when i said i wanted to do the beloved conference and then people said could you guys do that which at the time i i may have said we were but i didn't say which one so um but we're going to give away bibles um and a lot of times like i when i went to um revival today's women's conference they um, honored the pastors that were there and they gave them the bibles like um, Pastor Rodney's is the one I won, the stewardship bible, which I had been coveting from my husband and he wouldn't let me even borrow well, he let me borrow it, but like I had to I had to use white gloves when I used it pretty much, which was ridiculous. But um not that bad, but pretty bad. Um so I don't want to just like those Bibles are expensive, right? And a lot of times the reason why they don't um they only when people get Do those giveaways. The reason why they only give it to like pastors or things like that is because they are expensive and they want to make sure that they're used. They're not just shelved, right? People value them, they use them. I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to give away the Bibles to the congregation or to the women that come. Not just everybody's going to have a fair chance to win. And I'm believing that if you come to the conference, you're coming for a reason. You're not just coming to. You're coming because you're digging in. You want more, and these Bibles are really going to take you to a new level. So we're getting Pastor Rodney's stewardship Bible, and this is just this is just the New Testament Perry Stone's New Testament Bible. <clears throat> we're going to give away Perry Stone's New Testament and his Old Testament all together as a as a thing uh, as a complete package. Um, and then I think I told her to do. Um, the um, Thompson Chain Bible, I, she's, she's working on that. And then um, there was one other I think I told her that I wanted. Um, I think she was going to do the Drakes. I think that's the one she loves. So I think we t- yeah, talked and said to do that one. So um, we're going to do every night. Every, there's four. And it's not going to just be one service. And um, we're going to invest in you guys. Like when you bring your children to church, every child walks out of this building, whether they I ever see them again or whether their, their teacher ever sees them again, they all walk out with an action Bible or um, uh, the toddlers have a different Bible. Every child comes with get, gets a Bible. The Word does not return void. And whether or not a parent brings that kid to church ever again, that Bible they will always have. So it's super important that we plant seeds. The Word is the seed. And wherever you plant that seed, it grows. And so... We're going to invest in the women that come. We're going to give them Bibles along with other gifts that we're setting up um, as door prizes. It'll be a fun time, but the best part is, is these Bibles. I'm just telling you, um, <clears throat> uh, personally, the Perry Stone, again, I always say this, it has changed my life radically. That man, whether you love him or what, like... He did a phenomenal job on making that Bible. So,
1: do you have anything to say, Tracy? No, I didn't know we were doing that, and I oh, you love that idea. So excited! Yeah.
0: Oh Oh, yeah. Well, I guess I I felt like I had said that, but maybe I didn't. But Heather and I,
1: yeah, we
0: have like we from the very beginning. Right. We were doing the Bibles. We thought that that was so important. So yeah, but. I don't okay. want to just do it for pastors' wives. Yeah, no, no. no. I, I want yeah. everybody to have the chance because, yeah. listen, I've been the one in the, I've been the one sitting in the seat, and I wasn't a pastor or a pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get, I didn't, I wanted the same chance. I didn't want to get nothing. Right? Squat ain't cool. <laughs> Squat ain't cool. Squat ain't cool. So I wanted a chance. Okay. Everybody's getting a chance.
1: Everybody gets a chance. Mm-hmm.
0: And you will love it. Yes. <laughs> So I'm believing and I'm praying that whoever wins the Bibles, it only goes to the ones that'll actually actually use them. Yeah. If you wouldn't use it, then you ain't winning it. <clears throat> That's how I feel. Amen. <laughs> did you say Amen? <laughs> I did. Amen. Preach. Preach. Um, <laughs> preach. Um, okay, so let's go. And actually, for two of these questions, I'm actually going to use my Perry Stone Bible. So, um, which I think was um, well. Give a little bit of information. But this one doesn't have anything to do with it. I think, um, do you remember the person, I don't know who they are, um, that wrote the question about the flag? Mm. Remember the flag, if the flag being a living thing, and I couldn't understand that question? Yeah. Before? They were sweet enough to rewrite it. Thank you so very much. That really <laughs> helped. And <clears throat> I don't mean that seriously.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because, sure.
0: I mean, it's hard sometimes to, to convey what you're trying to say. And then, listen, this morning when I was working out, like, I felt bad for the instructor. Because instructor, me, Heather, and Vanessa could not get what the heck she was trying to do really? at all. Oh, no. Normally, it's just me. I was super blonde. It's hard sometimes, even when the person's yeah. in front of you trying to explain something, for yeah. you to actually understand what they're saying. So it was super sweet of you to write back in yeah. and explain what you were saying. I appreciate that. It says, do you personally pledge allegiance to the U.S. flag? Meaning... The person saying to me, do I personally pledge allegiance to the flag? <clears throat> I wondered if you knew that the U.S. flag code states <clears throat> that the flag is a living being, therefore a deity with a question mark. And if you did know what your thoughts are biblically and personally on it. So I'm going to I'm going to give you the definition of deity. Okay. Just because something is a living being does not mean that it's a deity, okay? Because a deity is defined. And the definition is the rank or essential nature of a god, a god or a goddess, one exalted or revered as supremely good or powerful. Now, you could say that the flag might be considered revered or supremely good or powerful. You might be able to... But, and what i'm but what I'm getting from the deity is mainly a being that people worship um like a god or a goddess, like back in Roman times, where they had <clears throat> created these idols and things like that that were gods and goddesses. We ourselves worship God, Jesus, holy Spirit, um Buddha. Is, you know, one, um, Gandhi was another. Do you know, there's all these different people that people worship or just f- fall at, at their feet and say they're su- a superior being. For me, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, mm-hmm. okay, Tracy, and I haven't, I didn't, Tracy and I never talk about the questions beforehand, but um, I don't consider the flag to be in the same light. Even with that last definition, Tracy, do you feel like that that's uh, one exalted or revered as supremely good or powerful, even though the flag is considered a living thing? Have you ever considered it to be to that higher stuff power? No. No, you have not.
1: Mm-mm. That makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> because I love the flag. I know.
1: Me too. I love the flag. Me too. I
0: love my country. Me too. I literally, if I thought women should be in the military, which I don't, unless they're nurses or something like that, I think that they're actually a hindrance for the men in military because of if you go to war, now they have to worry about this. Women can be used against because we can be raped, we can be harmed in different ways than men can, and because of that, I think it puts the, those soldiers that are that are not women, I think it puts them in harm's way mm-hmm. because now they have to be concerned about the safety of that soldier. And whether or not we say, well, I have to take care of myself, like I signed up for this, it's the nature of a human being, mm-hmm. especially men. It's their, unless he's a soulless piece of crap, I mean, mm-hmm. men by nature protect women. Yeah. That's we, They're raised that way. Mm-hmm. They should be raised that way. They should re- revere and honor women. Mm-hmm. So when a woman goes to war and she is a soldier and puts herself in that position, I think she's more at risk than a help. That's my opinion. And mm-hmm. Logan was in the military. Mm-hmm. She was. But, but I would still say she should have like, done something else, been a desk person or something like that. Not. <clears throat> I also think some of the things that women see are way more difficult for us to get out of our hearts and our minds, because by nature, mm-hmm. God has designed us to be caregivers yep. and to see some of the things that we see and, and have to experience. I think for men, men designed them a certain way, and for them to go to war. Um, back in biblical times, God did not tell, tell the women that they were to go out and be warriors. Mm-hmm. The men... We're told to be warriors, and I think that that says something. We followed the biblical principle. Mm -hmm. Because men, by nature, even though it may cause them some process things that they have to work through, God innately made them a certain way. If you look at most men, not any—well, we're losing this because we're trying to make men women, right? And make them soft and sensitive, where they shouldn't be. But on the whole, men— have always been very like they can look at a situation and they can remove themselves from that situation and be un- and, and be unemotional in making the right decision they can t- they can look at it in a very non biased way i find mm-hmm. <clears throat> I prefer working with men Tom prefers working with women mm-hmm. The reason Tom prefers working with women is women get things done. Mm-hmm. Men tend to be procrastinators and forgetters and things like that. But for me, I love working with men. Tracy, you're a guy's girl. Mm -hmm. So you agree with me, I'm sure. Yeah. I prefer working with men because the cattiness and the silliness and they just go in, they get the job done, they get out, Mm -hmm. they go to the next thing. Yeah. There's no hurt feelings. There's Mm -hmm. no, (laughs) she hurt my feelings. And you don't deal with none of that crap.
1: Sure. You don't.
0: So for me, I don't know how I got down that thing, but... Um,
1: <laughs> military.
0: Military. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, if I... I would, I would die for my country. Yeah. I would, but not because, not because I worship the flag and not because I worship this country. It's because it stands for something, and it means something, and people have given their lives up for it. Mm-hmm. And if I have a freedom because somebody else was willing to do something, I feel like I should be willing to do the same
1: thing. Yeah, I agree. It's a level of respect, just like respect and Pastor honoring. Tom, honor mm-hmm. Pastor Tom, but I don't worship him, you know, but I right. respect him. I respect the flag. I don't let it drop on the ground and disrespect it in that way, but right. I don't see it as like a living being. It is a living being, and I've right. always... I just, I never even thought of it that way. Right, yeah. but I don't look at it like
0: that either, mm-hmm. but it is, it actually is considered that.
1: Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, so... Um, it is very interesting, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I looked up the spiritual meaning of the flag, okay. and the stripes represent the original 13 colonies, mm-hmm. which we, I mean, we all know this. Yeah. If we don't know that, hey, listen, people, <laughs> if what I'm about to tell you about the 13 stars and stripes are the 13 stripes and the 50 stars, if you don't know that, you're in big trouble. You might as well be an illegal alien to this country <laughs> and need to go through schools to become a citizen. It's pretty pathetic, yep. and I'm not kidding. I mean, you should know what this country was founded on, Absolutely. so that you can appreciate it and love it, and defend it. Because people are trying to ruin this country. The stripes represent the original 13 colonies, and the stars represent the 50 states of the Union. The colors of the flag are symbolic. Now, this is—I knew this, but I grew up in Washington D.C. I didn't understand, I did not realize that this, this was considered a, a, it literally is the spiritual meaning of the flag. I did not know this part. I, I, full transparency. But the colors of the flag are symbolic. Red symbolizes the hardiness and the valor. I knew these things, but I didn't know this was the spiritual meaning. White symbolizes purity and innocence, and blue represents vigilance Which if you look at Jesus, right, I mean, yeah, I mean, I never put the two of them together. <clears throat> Blue represents diligence, perseverance and justice. OK, so um, I'm going to tell you, I don't see anything wrong with pledging allegiance to the flag. When I pledge allegiance to the flag, I'm showing my loyalty to this country. I'm not pledging my allegiance to, to the flag over my allegiance to God.. <clears throat> I mean, God's number one. This country's second. I mean, I would die for both, but not for the same reasons. Not even close. And um, if somebody asks me to deny deny Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I'm going to be like, you've lost your mind. If somebody asks me to deny the United States of America, I'm going to be honest with you, I really don't care. I mean, but I will fight for my country so that my children and their children's children have freedom. It's two different things. Does that make sense, what I just said, that I would not die? Like, if somebody yeah. said, "Yeah, totally like,
1: makes sense.
0: you know, there's an allegiance that there's two different things. I'm not going to... I don't care if I deny the United States right. <laughs> of America. Right. I could right. care less. Yeah, doesn't make or break me. Right. Denying Jesus, though, Right. that's like... Heaven and hell, exactly. as far as I'm concerned. Right, it is. It's, it's heaven is. and hell. America is not. Right. Okay.
1: Yes, you like, got it. Okay. You're clear as day.
0: All right. Um, I will be loyal, and, uh, and there's reasons for that. Uh, this country was founded on Christian godly values, and because of that, I will preserve and protect those, and I will honor those and the men and women that, you know, There's something to be said when people lost their lives. Just the founding of this country and the people that lost their lives so that we would have religious freedom. I mean, that has to be honored. That has to be respected. And when we lose that, I think that we've lost our understanding of what this country is really, truly all about. And so for me, the flag is a living thing, a living being, but it is not the deity, and it's not who... Um, I worship. I worship my Lord Jesus. I, and, um, I le- pledge my allegiance as far as loyalty to the flag, but my loyalty, ultimate loyalty is to um, God. So <clears throat> let's go to the next question. Humans were initially created to live forever in paradise on earth, which was the Garden of Eden. Sin ruined that, but since the intent was to live forever with no death on earth, why did god give us souls? Maybe the soul is what god was referring to when he said let's make man in our image. <clears throat> Which you know, this is a very interesting question. Um because you know, when Adam and Eve sinned, they were no longer allowed they were never they were the the tree of life was removed from them like it was guarded and protected so that they could not take from it because so that they wouldn't live forever so they wouldn't have to live in a sinful world which god is gracious for that i mean they lived like i think um adam lived like 900 and i can't remember how many 900 and something years is crazy but who would want to live who would want to live an eternity in this world i wouldn't I would never want to, I would want to know that there's an end and then the end I go to heaven until Jesus returns and a new heaven and earth are created. That's hope. Um, But I still think, I don't think that the soul, I don't know why about the soul, but I think it's human form. We're going to look at scripture that says uh, talks about after the flood. Genesis 9, 5-6 through 6 says, Surely for your lifeblood I will demand a reckoning. From the hand of every beast I will require it, and from the hand of man. From the hand of every man's brother I will require the life of a man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made man. So... If he made man in his likeness, even though he, he is an eternal being, um, if you look at Jesus, Jesus was flesh and blood. And so I don't think, like, sin ruined that, but since the intent was to live forever with no death on earth, why did God give a soul? A soul? Because I think God already knew that Adam and Eve were going to sin. That's personally my opinion. I mean, he knew, he knew, he knows things, things like in the word it talks about things were predestined. He know, he knows, he knew, um, I don't think it shocked God that, that Adam and Eve sinned. I think it broke his heart, but I don't know. I don't think anything really surprises God, um, well, let's look at Jesus, uh, Romans eight twenty nine in the Amplified. It says, for those whom he foreknew, of whom he was aware and loved beforehand. So all of us, he knew us before we were put on this earth. Every single one of us. He, before we were in the womb, it says he knew us. He also destined from the beginning for ordaining them to be molded into the image of his son. Okay, Jesus came to this earth as a man flesh and blood and share inwardly his likeness that he might become the firstborn among many brethren. So if Jesus came to earth as a man, which is God's image, it was human form, not as a soul. And so I think that again, I don't know. It's a great question. It's one that I personally I've never thought about um, it's a great question, but I still think God, that God knew that we would um, that Adam and Eve would sin, um, that the soul would go to heaven, but a form, tangible being form would need to be present, um, to taking care of animals, things like that. I, I just think he knew that it, was, it wasn't going to go the way that he would hope and that I don't know. I don't know. Got an opinion,
1: girls? Tracy? No. I don't know if I... I don't know if my brain's not working from last night, but I don't know if I fully understand. They're
0: saying, why didn't we just come... Why didn't Adam and Eve come as a a human being? Why didn't they just come as a soul? Because ultimately, our souls are what goes to heaven. That's what will dwell and live forever. It's one of those things, like I say, you know, it's the unknown... And so, like, we don't even know, like, when we go to heaven, what that will
1: be like. I think that's like, yeah, I think it's a question that's like, for me, it's like, who cares? You know what I mean? It's one of those ones, like, I don't know, because he's God and he wanted to have, he wanted bodies. But maybe there's something deeper. I just, yeah. I don't know. Because,
0: like, again, in Romans, it talks about that we were formed in, in Jesus's image. I think it was all not, never supposed to be souls. I think it was always supposed to be in human form. Yeah. And again, Perfect. I don't know if that's because. <laughs> Why do you often
1: at? No, I think I think oh. that's no, I think that's great. I, it, it's still like one Cause of those. Because I think questions. he knew that they were gonna fail. Okay, and so they needed.
0: Which is Adam was a weak man. Yeah. Which is very disappointing. True. Men be the priest of your home. Don't be like Adam. Everybody, it's so funny because people like, they literally, come down hard on Eve, like she screwed everything up, and yeah. she did. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But. The whole while, Adam's standing next to her. Yeah, like God was the one that specifically told Adam what not to do and why not to do it. And the whole entire time, even talking to the serpent, not one time does it say in the scriptures that Adam corrected or said, don't do that. Instead, mm-hmm. he was weak. And he should have been the man. He should have been the priest. Yep. And not, none of that would have happened. You know, like people will say, no, he wasn't present. Open your Bible. He absolutely was. <laughs> he was standing there. Yep. So, um, which we wouldn't have been in, we wouldn't be where we're at if he would have. So, but I just think it's funny. And, and then, you know, men not being the priests of their homes goes all the way back to that.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. <clears throat> it's
0: pathetic in some ways, but what are you going to do about it? So Nothing. men. The one thing I love about my husband is he's good at giving me course correction. And not in a demeaning, unkind, derogative way. There's no yelling, there's no nastiness. It's actually how he comes with it is usually very humble. And um A man's job is to make his kids better, to make his wife better, make them something they can follow. I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect because Tom is by no means perfect. In fact, I think sometimes Tom is more hard on himself than any of us in the family even thinks. When I hear him preach sometimes, I'm like, you're just not that difficult. It's not that bad. It's not that hard because he's always like 90% of the problems are us. Well, <clears throat> yeah, 90% of the problems are him, I would say that, but there ain't that it doesn't happen that often. It's just not that many issues that ever arise that it's not that bad. <clears throat> but if you're a loving husband and if you're the priest of your home, you can go to your wife and correct things and make your relationship with her better. Um it's stronger and like that's what Adam should have done with Eve. He should have lovingly corrected her and said, we're not doing this kind of thing. Don't be deceived. Um, that's not what God said. And um, and there's ways to do it. But when men, when you do that, your wife will fall so much more in love with you and love and honor you. And um, it's like I saw Logan post something today on Facebook about... Chris going to try out at something, and she told him to have a good day, but she told him Proverbs, I can't remember what the, Proverbs 3, 5 through through 6, and then right after she said it, he quoted it back to her, and she was like, that took him all, I mean, took him up to the next level as far as just actually being sexy to her. Like, she was like, okay, you were hot before, (laughs) your hot level went up. (laughs) <laughs> and I can personally say that for myself, like with Tom, one of the things that I love is like, I see the man memorizing scripture or reading scripture. Like, I can't tell you how often throughout the day right. that he's in the word. And for me as a wife, I sit there and now like, okay, some of you would say, well, I'm not a pastor. I don't get to do that all day long. That's true. That's absolutely true. But your wife can wake up in the morning and see you before you go off to work mm-hmm. Or when you come home, taking time. Because when Tom worked, guess what he was doing in his office? Okay? He was in his office memorizing scripture. We'd go on trips, he'd take his Bible cards, and he would memorize scriptures. So, yeah, maybe you're not like him, and he's retired now. So in some cases, he's earned the right to be able to do that to a certain extent, even though he pastors the church. But I'm just saying, it hasn't always been the case, and you don't— Get to know the scripture as well as he does just by having, what we're now in our fourth year of of him not working at the sheriff's office. That doesn't happen in four years. That takes time. Mm -hmm. So husbands, rise to the occasion. Be the priest of your home. And watch how radical your family changes. You'll be shocked. And women love it. We absolutely, I mean, your wife may fight you on it originally because she's so used to running the show. But even that will subside because women love it. <clears throat> next question um who was cain afraid of after killing abel when god sent him out of the wilderness um let's look at this um genesis four thirteen through 14 says and cain said to the lord my punishment is greater than i can bear surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground I shall be hidden from your face, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on earth. And it will happen that anyone find, who finds me will kill me. <clears throat> so he was afraid his life would be taken. But how can that be? Well, let's read three verses down. Just three verses down. Genesis four seventeen says, And, and Cain knew his wife. So he's married. He had a wife. And she conceived and bore Enoch, and he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. So I would say to you that if Cain had a wife, that means that Adam and Eve had been procreating after they had Cain and Abel. It doesn't, doesn't, you know, you, you, you don't have to have a long list of all their names. As many years had trans- transpired. They didn't just stop after the two. And they, There's no way they stopped after the two, because Cain would never have had a wife. He married a sister, right? So, um, that's why you have to read Scripture all the way through. So, Adam and Eve had to have kept having children after those two. Now, some believe that Abel's replacement that you know you go all the way down and it's not for a while like Genesis 4.25 talks about Seth. And some people believe that Seth was Abel's replacement because Abel was killed by Cain. That's why you hear the next name is Seth. Not because no children were born but because of the significance of these individuals. So Genesis 4.25 says, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and named him Seth. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom came killed. So if you look, let's look at, and the reason why, um, the reason, here's the thing. Some believe that, That Abel was to be the seed that we saw in the lineage and the genealogy of Jesus, right? But when Cain killed Abel, that changed everything. So, the significance of Seth, let's look at the graph. If you look at that graph, you'll see all the way from Jesus Christ... To King David. We're going backwards. Jesus to King David, to Abraham, to Noah, to Adam. And the first seed after Adam. You don't see Cain. You don't see Abel's name. You see Seth's. Do you understand why what I'm saying when I say the significance? Adam and Eve had Adam and Eve had other children. Okay. Their names are not, their names are not present. Not because they weren't not, not because they weren't born but because they were not significant to be named. Seth comes from the lineage or, or the genealogy of Jesus. And that's where some people believe that really it should have been Abel's name because the scriptures clearly say Abel was favored, Cain was, and excuse me, Abel was favored, Seth was favored. Um, when they're describing when the word is describing both of them, they're saying that when, when they're named, it talks about how they were favored. Now I'm going to read something to you. And um, this is pretty, uh, like with Perry Stone, he has his own theology on Cain, which is not really, um, not that it's not significant of what we were talking about, but it kind of has a spin on, um, everybody feels bad for Cain, to a certain extent, in some cases, uh, I've heard people go, "Why? Why was Abel so favored?" But Cain, Cain brought him something. Well, <clears throat> there's a difference. Um, so let's. So I'm going to read this to you really quick. Um, let's see. Okay, so there are seven names listed in the lineage of Cain: Enoch, Irad, Mahujala, Methuselah, Methuselah, Lamech, Jubal, and Tubal-Cain. Cain's descendants were worldly-minded. They built their first cities, initiated the uh, cattle industry, and made the first musical instruments, and invented the use of brass and iron. On the other side of the descendants of Seth, the son who replaced Abel, were a righteous seed of ten generations that produced such noted men as Enoch, Methuselah, and Noah. Okay, if you look at the mark of Cain and the mark of the beast, there's correlations. Okay. Um, in Genesis four one through fifteen, it says this of Cain, uh, he was that he was of that wicked one. 1 John three twelve talks about Cain in that way. If you go to 2 Thessalonians two eight, it's, it says that the future antichrist is called the wicked one. Um, Cain slew a righteous seed in Genesis 4:8. It says that the future Antichrist slays a righteous seed in Revelation 24. 20, not 20, not first, not chapter 24, but chapter 20, verse 4. If you're writing these down, um, Cain has a mark placed on his head, Genesis 4:15. Antichrist has a mark placed on men's head, Revelation 13:16 through 17. Cain's punishment is sevenfold, Genesis, 7, uh, Genesis 4.15. The tribulation is seven years, which is said in Daniel 9.27. <clears throat> so there is um, some correlations that are very interesting about Cain and the Antichrist. Um, and it's kind of like how there's two Adams. There's Adam of Genesis, and then Jesus, the Adam of the New Testament. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. I was Perfect. Looking back at your. Craft. All right, we're gonna move on. When Jacob wrestled with God and God touched his hip to give him a limp, was that given as a punishment for being so difficult? I'm difficult. <laughs> so. I don't know. Like. For somebody to wrestle with, I mean, you got to be kind of like, I give Jacob props for wrestling with the angel. Some people think it was a man of God, which was actually Jesus. I don't necessarily believe that. I believe it was an angel, but I would say, I believe it was like Michael or someone like that, that was very strong, very powerful. Um. I think that in order to wrestle like that, you gotta be—not that you're full of yourself, but you you gotta like have some tenacity. And maybe you are full of yourself to a certain extent. Like back in the day, not proud of it. Back back in the day, I mean, I I like to throw hands. I mean, I did not care, and I didn't care if you were a guy or if you were a girl. I didn't care if you were tall, if you were short. I didn't care. I didn't care what color you were. I didn't care nothing. Like, if you wanted to go, I was ready. <clears throat> That's stupid, people. You can't, you have some, you, say, you have some marbles loose when you're like that. <clears throat> you have tenacity, but you're, 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 you know, you're, you're a little full of yourself to think that. And listen, some of those times that I went in to fight, I'll be honest with you. Almost every single time I went in to fight. Thank God somebody split it up because I might not be here right now. Because, like, when you're fighting a guy, you're dumb. Like, you're dumb. And that guy's going to kill you. And I was too stupid to not run away. So, um, but you have to be full of yourself. Seriously. To a a certain extent. And to me, just kind of having a past in that respect, um, and I, I thought about this and I thought, well, maybe it was for him to be humbled. Maybe he needed the limp to be humble. Um, <clears throat> maybe it's a reminder of, you know, of the wrestling with God. But I started, <clears throat> I started, I, I decided, and I was like, I'm going to look at what Perry Stone has to say about this because, again, I love his thought processes on things. And this one, even I, like, I tried to study it out, and, and I was like, I'm not finding any reason why God would give him a lamp. I mean, other than when we are weak, he is strong. <laughs> but, I mean, there's got to be more, right? I don't know. But Perry Stone had a thought on this himself. Um, let me find it. Let me find it. Sorry, I'm going to take that out. <laughs> it says, this event, it says, this is a life-changing moment for Jacob. This man is an angel of the Lord, and he puts in quotes, man, is an angel of the Lord with whom Jacob wrestles all night until daybreak. Jacob has been on the run all his life. If you remember Jacob, he was not honest. He, like, he, was, he was not an honest individual. He, um, and he planted seeds of lying, and then it was done to him, right? Because if you do things, it's coming back. Whatever you plant seeds in, if you're a liar, people will lie to you. You will be treated in dishonest ways. You treat people dishonestly, you will be treated dishonestly. Jacob has been on the run all his life, and now with his hip permanently dislocated, he will never run again. But limp and lean on others and on the Lord. Isn't that interesting? His name is changed from Jacob to Israel, meaning a prince or ruler with God. From this moment, the sons of Jacob were called the children of Israel, and the name Israel was revealed in the story and has been maintained as the name of the Hebrew people and nation for more than thirty-five hundred years now. So, his wrestling with God or with man, the angel. <clears throat> It showed his tenacity. It showed who he was. Um, I also think it gave him favor with the Lord, uh, and it proved his case. But through um, through that, it gave um, he may have had the lamp, but it taught him some things. Again, it goes back to what I originally thought. Maybe it, it was good to humble him, um, but it also changed the trajectory of the um, people of of, of Israel. And um, that's when they became the Israelites. So something new came out of this. Something good came out of this and, uh, and has, is still today. So from one act of fighting all night. like So, so tom, sometimes I would say be tenacious, persevere, uh, um, because there is a reward that comes out of it, even if it's the reward is to humble you. <clears throat> but sometimes it's you win in the end. I don't know if some people understand what I'm talking about, but have you ever? For me, I can use this example for healing. There have been times that for my family, I've needed healing for my family, and I needed it now. And I made choices, and I fought, and I dug in, and I got mad, and I got angry. I was very tenacious. My fighting spirit... Has really paid off for me spiritually speaking. It would, didn't do me so well back in my, you know, elementary school days, junior high days, high school. Afterwards, I was a Christian. I still like to get in fights. I don't know. You made me mad. I was throwing. I was going to throw a fist. But now I don't fight. I don't fight physically anymore, I fight spiritually. And I dig deep. And I would say to you, that, that j- paid off for Jacob. It's paid off for me. Like, you got to learn to fight. You got we do not fight against flesh and blood, but it's spirits and principalities. And you have to be willing to get in there, do whatever it takes for however long it takes. And I can just promise you, like, I have fought so hard that things have radically changed within a 24 hour period. Physically for different people in my home because of tenacity, waging war, and standing on the word of God. It pays. It paid for him. It's paid for me. And if you're not a fighter, learn to be a fighter. Because he walked away with a limp, right? But we have a, that's an inferior covenant. We have a better covenant. You'll win every time. Every time. So let's do our last question. I'm hoping I say this night. I, I hope, hoping I say this word right cuz I didn't sound it out before I said it. But if I say it wrong, tell me. Is cryogenic. Mm-hmm. God, thank you. Jesus. <laughs> is cryo cryogenic freezing. Okay, since God will raise people back to life in the end anyway. Cryogenics freezes the body so it can be brought back in the future. Thank you for telling me that cuz I had no idea what it was. Is this too much for playing God, or is it just a technology with no sin implications? So I did look it up. I'm going to tell you the definition. It's relating to or involving the branch of physics that deals with the production and effects of very low temperatures. Another definition is relating to the deep freezing of the bodies of people who have just died in the hope that all scientific advances may allow them to be revived in the future. Let me just tell you, this is expensive as all get out. Tracy shaking her head, yes. How do you know yes. that, Tracy? How do you know that it's expensive?
1: Is this like conspiracy? Then you know I know. <laughs> oh. Is this conspiracy? I mean, there are some interesting people doing interesting things with this. So, We're can you tell me, like, it. what? Can you tell me really uh, quick? What What do you say, Norma? They what Disney guys head. Walt Disney. They say they, yeah. they say they have people that are frozen right now. Yeah. weird theories on weird people theories. that are uh, Yeah. Weird theories on people that are eventually. Yeah, they're going to unthaw them. <laughs> and they talk about like like all the people that are very very wealthy, like, you know, the people that w- I have never we heard of this are, before. Yeah.
0: I'm telling you, I've never been a conspiracy theorist. I know you're in missing out on my all the fun. Life. <laughs> oh, <it's so> fun.
1: <laughs> You're missing out on all the fun. <laughs> Which one? Titanic. Hey. Maybe we'll have a conspiracy podcast.
0: Oh my gosh. Can I have your dad on it? Yes. Listen, I'm just telling you, we okay, will be so entertained. Visits. Like
1: when he comes into town next, Okay.
0: Okay. he's coming on the podcast. Yes. We're talking some conspiracies. <laughs> I'm having your dad 100%. Oh, it'll be fun. I will love that. That'll be a fun one. It would be so entertaining. And it almost might be more entertaining than Tom. (laughs) It might
1: be. It might be. There won't be, it won't be as much yelling unless you. Well, Tom
0: doesn't yell on my podcast though.
1: Yeah, no, he was. There'll be no farting. I can promise you that. That's true. (laughs) No farting. Okay. So, okay, wait a minute. Oh, okay. Coming back. Okay. So people actually right now have their heads frozen. There's conspiracies about it. I've okay, never so seen that's them. not a fact. That's what people are saying. I've never seen somebody's head frozen.
0: Somebody okay, so tell her, what,
1: what did Norman just say? Somebody is saying that they've seen his head frozen. But why would they just have his head and no body? This is the conspiracy. It's so expensive. So expensive. It's that's so why it's the- expensive, they guys. Don't wanna, they like, don't want to die. This is crazy. But they don't want to die. But here's the thing. It's so expensive, and there's no proof that it works. Like, none. There's, Unless they do, and we don't know yet. It's, I'm going to tell you why it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why it doesn't okay, work. Okay, let's hear it.
0: There's no possible way, because your soul, when it leaves your body, goes somewhere.
1: See, they don't, I don't know if they believe that, though. That's why they're thinking. So it can't work.
0: That's my point. Okay. Your soul's going to heaven, or it's going to hell. Even if that's they true. unfreeze your body, right, your soul's already gone out yeah. of it.
1: So then, what happens to your body? <laughs> this is a doozy. This is just like flat. I don't down? get it It though. just becomes unthaw, and then it's just a dead body that's thawing. So this is non-believers, maybe oh, doing yeah. this. Yes. Because
0: believers could not possibly.
1: No, no, no. This is like Elon Musk. All these people have plans no, no, no. In the Elon future. Musk is. Elon
0: Musk and a whole bunch of them are putting, <clears throat> are transferring their brains into robots. Well, this okay. is frozen. Okay. It's not the same thing. And that. I cannot remember what it's called that, oh gosh, I cannot remember what it's called with Elon Musk and like Bill Gates. Um, Soros, all of them are going to live forever, but in a
1: robotic sense. Probably because they realize this won't work, so they're on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, this won't work. Well, no, but it's not going to work
0: either in the robot. Okay. Because your soul goes, so right, you can't right, right. live I know, in the robot.
1: There, I know. I hear you. I hear you. I, I don't get you. it though. I can't. I can't. I can't comprehend it. It's called Mind
0: Uploading. Yeah, but they have a specific... My daughter's talking, just so you know. She's in here, but she's not on the mic. So it's called... Tom talks about it all the time, and he uses the correct terminology for it, but what it is slips my mind. Man, I wish your dad was watching, Tracy, because he would tell us what it is right now. Um,
1: Hey, there's a list of famous people that are... uh, Cry- now I can't say the word. <laughs> Cryogenic. Cryogenics. Yeah. As of 2003, there's 500 bodies. Okay, and name the famous people. And heads. What is that it? have been... Neuralink? Neuralink. Neuralink. Mm.
0: So Elon Musk is going to put a chip in his brain so that it links and downloads into a computer. So, it, but... Not, well, he thinks maybe his soul. Yeah, but his yeah. body... And his brain will be in a computer and he'll live forever. He obviously is not saved because he, could, he would know that that's not possible at all. He must not believe in hell at all. He just believes when you die, you don't exist anymore. And he's going to make sure that he does exist. And exist. Okay, t- name me some famous people who are cryogenics.
1: Okay, so this first guy, James Bedford, he died in 1967 and he written he has written several books about occupational counseling and he was the first possibly the first person to do this um and he died of kidney cancer he left behind a hundred thousand dollars for more research but i don't like they're not talking about when they might dethaw him he's just at this point because he was one of the first they're preserving his body for free What? ted williams he was a professional baseball player i know that name i just don't know red sox I just, Um, I I
0: didn't know what he did, but I was like, I know that name, but it might be because it's very common.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, no. So he died (laughs) and um, he had, he was going to be cremated, uh, but they chose to free, his children chose to freeze his body instead. That's so expensive. (laughs) It's so expensive. It is. It's crazy expensive.
0: Norma's talking right now. They found a girl back in the ice age. Yeah. She, she was frozen. Right. When they dethought thawed her body, she didn't wake up, Norma's saying. And they tried everything, which should tell people, right? don't waste your money. Yeah. What a waste. Yeah. So cryogenics, it don't work. Don't waste your money. It's a lot of money, people. Like, give it away. Yeah. Give yeah. it away yeah. to a good give cause. It give, it a give, it cause. give it away to foundation. I am going to say, hold
1: on. <laughs> I got it. it's it's coming in give now foundation chart (laughs) (laughs) instead of freezing your body just give it to my baby instead of freezing
0: your body click the link below (laughs) click the link below oh my goodness gracious alive very interesting though i like that's one of the things that i love about this podcast is like never heard of that before didn't know nothing about it now i just learned something new
1: when i homeschooled
0: my kids it was like relearning school all over again yeah all over again. I'm a smarter human being oh, because yeah. I homeschooled my kids. Absolutely. My kids aren't smarter. <laughs> I'm smarter.
1: <laughs> it's
0: true. And then they'll get smarter when they homeschool their kids.
1: Hey, I have a cost. How much <laughs> it costs? Do you know how, Do you know the minimal cost for this? Put yourself on. Okay. What is um, that? The minimum cost for what preserving your body, $80,000 for the brain and $200,000 for the entire body. It, uh, it's ridiculous how long can you stay in cryo, cryo cryo sleep it has not yet been proven how long a person can stay in this sleep however nasa oh. says a person can stay up to two weeks in cryo sleep which i don't understand that because then this whole th- it is it's so dumb it's a, it's, it's like a scam because <laughs> what's the point at what point do you decide like okay now it's time to like to thaw them like and then nobody's talked about this. None of these people say like, and then in the year 2030, they want to like attempt this, you know, like nobody's talking about future. Like the,
0: like what, what
1: the date is What's the for
0: them to come back to life. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. Listen,
0: Jesus is the only thing when that brings anything back to life. That's for go. dang sure. When he Good was tradition. risen from the dead, that's when people came out of the graves. True I mean, that. cryogenics ain't going to happen unless Jesus makes it happen. It ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you gotta have a soul for crying out loud. It's important. It's a little, yeah. It's a, it's one of the small <laughs> little things that aren't talked about.
1: It's true. Yeah. It's true. But you yeah. know, it's just a small thing. Yeah.
0: Not that big of a deal. <laughs> you might want to keep it around, <laughs>
1: huh? You might want to keep your
0: soul around. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> I just I just think it's funny how like we're so lost in this world. We're yeah. so lost, yeah. like. We're so desperate to live forever mm-hmm. without, without it being the way, which Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Everybody wants to go every other way but by Jesus. That's the only way. So they'll rather spend 80000 to $200,000, spend that kind of money when all they have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Be Lord of my life. I'll live for you forever. I'll repent and go and live with you and reign with you for eternity. I mean, how hard is that? I'm telling you. But they'd rather live in sin, right. do whatever the heck they want, right. and live however the, you know, and live forever. Yeah. It don't work like that. It's simple. You can have all that, save a lot of money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of money. True. And with Jesus, you make money. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you plant seed, you plant a harvest, a harvest is coming back. You plant seed, you get a harvest, the harvest is coming back to you. I mean, Jesus promises you an abundance. That way, you're spending money and you ain't getting nothing back. Mm -hmm. It it confounds me that people would rather go every other route but the Jesus way.
1: Yeah.
0: Because they're not humble. Yeah. It's all about their way.
1: Yep.
0: And. It don't work like that. So, if you are one of those people and you're realizing cryogenics is not for you. What's the other one? The, the, what is that? Where you transfer your brain power into a chip?
1: I -hmm. I
0: can't remember what Norma said it was. That's going to be real expensive too. At the end of the day though, your soul's gone and uh, it ain't going to work. So if you'd like to be saved today, say this prayer with me. Super fast, super quick. I don't want to make it long drawn out. It's not necessary. Jesus cast dev- uh, devils out with a word. He healed with a word. You can be saved. It doesn't have to be all like 10 hours long. Okay? It's simple. Simple, simple, simple. Simple, stupid. Right? Let's just say this prayer real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I thank you for what you did on that cross for me. I thank you that you bore stripes on your back for my healing. And you were bruised for my sin. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask, Lord, that you will help me daily to walk with you. I thank you for what you did on that cross. And I will live for you forever. Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You said that prayer. Let us know. We want to pray with you. We want to stay, uh, you know, make sure we pray for you daily. Make sure you stay. The parable of the sower is very clear that most uh, people who, um, most seed that fell on the pathway was taken out. We want to make sure that you're not taken out, but that you grow, that that seed turns and flourishes into something mighty, that does great things for God, that not only um, becomes a strong believer, but then you in turn win the lost and disciple believers yourself. That's what God told us the Great Commission is. So we are to win the lost and then disciple believers. So let it be you today, and then your future will be you doing the same. Thank you for joining in. Have a great weekend, and I love you. Thank you so much for watching. Without you... It wouldn't be a podcast. So be blessed. Bye.
1: Real talk.